0: Uh, yes, excuse me. I seem to have lost my podcast.
1: Oh, can you describe
0: it? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, it's Schmanners? Husband, host Travis McElroy, and
1: I'm your wife, host Teresa McElroy, and you're listening to Schmearer. It's extraordinary etiquette
0: for ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove.
1: Hello, dear. And hello,
0: my tiny dove. You may yeah. hear uh, the occasional <laughs> rustling, a it, quiet
1: rustling or squeaking.
0: It's uh, either baby dot eating or baby dot grabbing the microphone cable. Because she, oh, <laughs> there, there she goes. She's got it now. Baby okay. dot. We are professionals. Please, madam. Okay. Oh, 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 her tiny grip is so strong. <laughs> hello here let me see if i can assist you okay there we go so what are we what are we talking about what we, is it what, it what what is this show what are we doing where are we who <laughs> am i what oh, day is it oh oh boy
1: answer I can, all those in order i can't answer all of those um i can answer just a few okay um we are talking about lost and found etiquette. Okay. Um, and we want to thank Colton M for emailing us this great topic idea. You can email all your suggestions to Schmannerscast at gmail.com.
0: Now, I am conf- uh, this is a great topic, Colton, so what I'm about to say is not at all to, uh, uh, to insult you. I am confused as to why we are doing this as a topic. Is this something that has history? Is this something that has
1: it does. yeah, it does have a little history. and I mean, obviously there's etiquette surrounding it as well. well. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. But usually when we talk about something un- unless it's like a a just why like we we did the video conferencing, for example, mm-hmm. and I know that that didn't have history. but something like what's a history of lost and found?
1: Well, okay. So there are uh, there are a couple of historical precedences. I just realized to you how stilted
0: I sound. Like this is some script. I'm doing. What's the history? But I meant that (laughs) sincere. There was a sincere question.
1: Um. So the first modern day lost and found office, right, was probably in Paris around 1805, um, and it was started by Napoleon. Really. Yeah. Um so he was all about like cleanliness and order. Um and so he ordered his prefect of police to establish a sort of like lost and found office. Um it really wasn't until 1893 uh that Louis Lepine mm-hmm. that's probably French, right?
0: Sure. Uh Either that or it's Louis Lepine.
1: <laughs> uh is when he became the prefect of police, Um, he began to organize efforts to actively track down the owners of the lost items. So before... seems
0: like a lot of work to uh, me. I mean... Unless the person's address is in it. (laughs) Just going around going, are these your glasses? Hey, you miss... Hey, are you missing any glasses? (laughs) Well, before that, it's just kind of like you know, a
1: storage unit, right? I mean, if you know where to go, if you've lost something, you could go get it back. I mean, I guess, yeah. Other than that, it's just a room with junk in it.
0: And you have to assume that for like the first kind of like established lost and found before that, if you lost your glasses, you're like, those are gone. You're like, No, 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 there's a room. We're keeping all that stuff in. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I know that when my glasses are lost, they're gone. Okay, pal. Like, (laughs) no, 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 we've we've probably got them. (laughs) Yeah, whatever.
1: Well, so it wasn't a perfect system. Um about 25% of objects found their their way back home. Yeah. But that's a lot better than 0%, right? This I mean, true. if it's just a room of stuff collecting dust, if you actively try and find someone who has, you know, who's lost something, then 25% is a pretty good deal.
0: And the thing is I so As is often the case, I do have some experience with this because I've worked many, many jobs. Namely, I worked in a movie theater as like an usher. I was the person who like cleaned up, you know, the the theater afterwards. But the thing is, is like, listen, I'm sorry, folks. I'm about to blow the lid off this whole thing. When it comes to cleaning up a movie theater between performances, maybe it'll be different now. Hopefully it'll be different now in this, you know, post- uh, isolation COVID nineteen world. But we were not like scrubbing everything down, getting it, you know what I mean? Like Yeah,
1: it was more of a pickup.
0: We were going through throwing away trash, uh, you know, grabbing the soda containers, all that stuff, soda containers um and popcorn and stuff and so yeah hopefully as we were going through we'd see if somebody dropped their phone or their keys or whatever Mm -hmm. but most of the time that stuff was being turned in by other audience members right i remember once uh i can't remember what movie we'd seen but you and i had gone to see a movie or a group of people had gone to see or something and i left my keys like in the cup holder of the movie theater And we had, like, gone out to eat afterwards and grabbed drinks. And then I realized, like, I don't have my keys. And thankfully, the movie theater people were very nice because they had not been turned in. I was like, I remember what seat I'm sitting in. Can I go back to my seat? It was in the middle of another movie. There was another human being sitting in the seat that I had been in. So I had to lean down and whisper, I think my keys may have fallen beside your seat. Could you stand up and let me crawl under your... And there they were. I found Uh,
1: them. You found them. Well, that's how, just
0: a weird story. That's not fortuitous. a helpful story, but.
1: One time somebody threw away my uh, retainer thought, yeah. thinking that they were wrestling mouth guards and I had to comb through the trash. Is
0: that similar? Uh, sure. These are lost <laughs> things and then we found them.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So this office is on the Ile de la Cite. Cite? seat.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I- Ile de la Cite, probably. The Isle of the City? Uh, no. The, the eel is for road.
0: The road of the city.
1: Yes. Uh, and it's the first office of its kind in the Western world, and it still stands today.
0: I wonder if they still have some lost stuff. I bet they have a really cool tiny museum in there of like, here's some stuff that was like lost in 1860 and never recovered, and now you can look at it.
1: Um, Some of those things still exist. It's cleaned out pretty much every three months. Um, so, you know, your umbrellas, keys, wallets, handbags, things like that. Um, This is crazy. This Bureau of Found Objects receives almost a truckload of of things every day. Whoa! Oh, just from the subways.
0: wow hey you know what speaking of by the way because you touched on this we're going to keep returning to this that three month time limit is a great idea I think. yeah we'll keep returning to that um okay. so
1: if the owner cannot be identified after three months they're either sold at auction or destroyed you know given their condition right right, like right. if you
0: have like one glove right mm-hmm. do they talk about in there like what the barrier of like lost thing has to be before it is held on to? like Like, okay, for example, cell phone, car keys, these things are important and hard to replace, right? Right. But what about, like, single glove, right? Or, like, uh, as you said, like, a novelty umbrella that might say, I heart Paris, right? Are you, like, is that, like, no, that that cost somebody five francs. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Euros? Maybe. I'm...
1: In France now, it's euros.
0: Okay, and but you know, I think like,
1: they also accept francs.
0: But it's like we're not going to hold on to right this thing. You know, like somebody dropped a euro. Like that's right. Nothing. Well,
1: I mean, like there are there are obviously a different amount of time. For things like, you know, like rings or yeah. cell phones or things like that. And I think that uh, what I read is some places keep them up to 18 months. Yeah. Which is a, a pretty long time to be missing your cell phone and not go to one of these this places. Is,
0: okay. This is what I'm saying. This is why three months feels like such a reasonable amount of time to me. He's like, how much time do you think? W- I think that that's the calculation, right? How much time would need to pass before you think... Oh, where is that thing? Right? Like, exactly. A wedding ring, my cell phone. I could see perhaps a credit card falls out of my wallet while I'm getting out another card. And I, maybe I don't notice that that is gone for like a month, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm not using that credit card. I get that. But my car keys, my phone. I don't know what this voice is. I think it's is.
1: more about. Yeah, I don't know what that voice I, is. I either. was
0: starting to sound like a 90s comedian, <laughs> but car keys? Come on. <laughs> Could I be
1: using oh, my? Oh, you beat me to it. Yep. You beat okay. me to it. Um, and I think it's more about people don't realize where they should go to look for these things. Oh, that's true. I think that's really it. Like, uh, th- so often when I lose something, I either insist that you know I this is the last place I put it. It's not here. Somebody's taken it.
0: That's true. Right. I mean,
1: or, or like you lose something and you're like, well. This is my life now. It's gone. I better replace it.
0: I, I have lost my wallet and phone. Look, I somehow always found them. Maybe I am living through the Truman Show because I've never lost them permanently. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. But when the, when they were gone, I never once thought I should check the police station to see if they're there. Like that never occurred. Exactly. Have you ever had your car towed? Uh, Probably not. You're a good kid.
1: No, I have Okay,
0: I have at least twice that I can remember, maybe more. <laughs> and every time my car has been towed, that my is, first thought is that's
1: a lot of times. What is twice? Wrong? Is, is it like parking violation or uh, like? Some, It
0: differs? <laughs> one okay, one time it was uh, a parking violation as I was parked like in a lot that I wasn't supposed to be, but no one ever does that, and then they actually checked it. And another one was. It was actually the company car for the Shakespeare company. It was the company van and it had had a parking ticket on it that I was not aware of. And it had passed a certain amount of time and the car got towed. And like, I think both times I walked out to where I knew I had parked the car and it was just gone. And my first thought is it's stolen. Right. And then my second thought is, well, maybe instead of being stolen, it was just towed. Now what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I then had to like think like, who do I contact about that? Is that I certainly there's someone I should call, but I could not for the life of me tell you who. Uh, luckily, I I got I, every time at least as far as I know, I've gotten my car back. Yes. Um. I don't know. why I said as far as I know. You like, would I've know. gotten my car. You back. Would know. I know. I know. unless I accidentally got a different car back that looked exactly the same. My friend Bob. This is just such a uh, weird. Story my friend Bob had this car and it broke down while he was like away for the weekend I think he was like back home in Parkersville where he was from oh no Parkersburg please don't be mad at me Bob and uh while there, car broke down, so he found another car to buy while he was there over the weekend and he just was... bought another car. well, it was not an expensive car it was oh, okay. not uh a new car and and so... the one
1: that he lost or the one that he bought
0: well, here's the thing they were identical. It was <laughs> the exact same make and model <gasps> except this is unsub- the same car no well, okay, this is where it comes down to some debate because. The only difference between these two cars, they were both the like white, same make, same model. Uh, But <laughs> but the one he returned with across the oh, top of the windshield said the gambler. And so <laughs> some <laughs> believe, myself included, that while away for the weekend, Bob just had a decal attached to the windshield of his car. He claims that his old car broke down, and this one just happened to be the same make model and color, except with the gambler <laughs> across the top. The jury is still out on this one.
1: Uh, Speaking of... The weird and unexplained. Okay, I yeah, guess. I was wondering where you were
0: going.
1: <laughs> uh, in 2005, the um, the prefect of the of the new um, place in Paris, Lost and Found of Paris, um, had what he called the Cabinet of Curiosities, which contained several human skulls, a Napoleonic era saber, a Victorian telescope. A wooden leg and two chunks of material from the world trade center site
0: oh okay
1: uh yeah that's some of the some of the crazy things that have been both lost and found
0: now i don't want to uh cast aspersions disper whatever Few i guess there are circumstances where this would be explainable but if you lost a wooden leg don't you think you'd notice right away
1: I mean, you certainly would notice, but here's the thing. Again. I guess if you were,
0: that's assuming you're using it. Might maybe have just you're fallen off a cart, it. might have been an extra one. That's fair.
1: And maybe you don't know where to go to get it back.
0: Yes, but I'm saying not, not like you would notice it later. I mean, in the moment. Yes. But you not if, in the moment?
1: If you lost it off of your person.
0: This is what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> All right. So enough about Paris. Let's talk about the OG. Uh, lost and found okay Okay. um is it like
0: from the bible no okay
1: but probably you know not not too much longer after that in seven in
0: the bible too
1: (laughs) the bible too in 781 that's not 1781 Uh uh-huh seven eight one
0: now you know that that's a long time after the bible right
1: yes well i mean 700 years after is a lot closer
0: than than now. now that's true okay you got me there. You argue, argued rings around me. <laughs>
1: uh, in Japan, uh, this uh, this was a property system, a lost and found property system that was actually written into code, right?
0: Finders, keepers, losers, <laughs> weepers.
1: Written into the city code. Oh, okay. Um, And so it probably existed before that, like the idea of the lost and found box. Um, but... They, um, they're probably the best place in the world to actually lose something is in Japan, um, because of Japan's 26, 126 million residents, um, they have a whopping 83% return rate. Whoa. And that's something, uh, that's a category of like cell phones. That are returned, right? That's amazing. Um,
0: That's a great statistic.
1: Yeah, that's a a statistic that is um, specific to Tokyo, right? Okay, that doesn't span the whole. But
0: still, Tokyo is a huge city. It is. You have like an over eighty percent return rate of lost cell phones.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. That's
0: incredible. That's more than I have in this house. That's not true. Cell phones. I was trying to make like a kind of take my wife please kind of joke but I wasn't sure what it was yeah that's not yeah yeah no listen I didn't get there Teresa I know that okay I know that the joke I lost the joke
1: (laughs) okay um so here's here's a couple of the reasons why the system is so awesome okay um so they have police boxes there are like over 6,000 police boxes across the country, and they are a part of a like community based system for uh-huh. law enforcement. So an officer fills out a report on a lost item, and the, um, the reports go to some of these facilities that can store up to like 900,000 items. Uh huh. Um, And the items are carefully logged and checked for identifying information. Um, and they are cataloged on a website. And after three months, if the object, if the owner of the object hasn't been found, it goes back to the person that found them or sold up, sold in pop up shops throughout Tokyo.
0: Okay. The, okay. This is so organized.
1: Yeah. Um, for an example, um, A a woman shared on on Twitter how her young son uh, got her involved with the Tokyo Lost and Found. Um, Apparently, he found a 50 yen coin on a train ride and insisted that they bring it to the officers on duty at the police box. Um, And uh, she explained that she was worried the officers would be like, yeah, well, so what, right? Um, But... She was so surprised when several officers came out, asked where and when the coin was picked up and filled out the official documents. And I,
0: in case anyone was wondering, that's 50, like less than 50 cents U.S. Uh, currency.
1: Right. Um, and she was was so happy about it. Uh, apparently, the the son's school had been teaching them to return the found items to the police box and he was only six years old but she was really happy that the police officers treated him like an adult like this was and took it, was, seriously. And took it nice. seriously i
0: like that do you maybe you remember i don't know how to prompt this to the remember but do you know the most important thing i've lost while i was in your presence do you remember
1: your wedding ring? That's right. Yeah,
0: still gone. Still um, gone. So, when, but
1: we do know exactly we where know it exactly is.
0: Exactly where it is.
1: We just so, don't have it.
0: Yep. So, uh, when Teresa and I got married, I actually had two wedding rings. I had one that I wore to work because I worked as a carpenter uh, and a technician at the theater company, and then I had like a nice one. And one night we were out to dinner in L.A., and at this point I wasn't working as a carpenter, so I was just wearing the nice one, and it was like the one that like we had like done during the ceremony. And I was talking to our friend Hal Loveland I was gesticulating wildly as I do, and it flew off my finger uh like I'm gonna say across the restaurant, but Ugh. it then it like rolled down the back of like the booths that were against the wall and there was a gap between the booths and the wall, like the width of the wedding ring and it went between them. And the thing is, is the booths were attached to the wall, immovable. Immovable. And and so the problem was instantly everybody was like, what was that? And like this, like probably by the time I was able to get them to stop looking, eight to 10 people were all like crowded around this gap trying to shine lights down in it and like hooked. And I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry about it.
1: Trying to pull it away from the wall and look underneath. And like, I, I was
0: mortified.
1: Uh, not because of what you had done, but because of the commotion that had uh, occurred afterwards. Well, And
0: the thing was, is my wedding ring had not been expensive. Like I, I, I knew I lost things. So I say nice in that it looked nice, but it wasn't like I spent a ton of money on it or whatever. So like, I knew I was just going to get a replacement one. I am also not sentimental when it comes to like items. And so we were like, it's fine. It's fine. But like, people were like, no, we're going to figure that. And I was like, Please stop. We're, and God bless it. The host of the restaurant took my name and phone number and said, if we ever remodel the restaurant and find it, we'll call you. How sweet, And, and right? now it's been about mm, five years, so I don't think it's making it Ah,
1: uh, probably But if not.
0: you work at a pizza restaurant in Marina Del Rey <laughs> and you remember something like that and you have found a wedding ring, please contact me. Uh, you know what? We'll talk more about this, but first... How about a word from some other Max Fun shows?
1: Judge John Hodgman won a Webby in the Comedy Podcast category. After 10 years of production, Judge John Hodgman has finally won the Susan Lucci of the Webbies. What is Judge John Hodgman? Comedy writer and television personality John Hodgman settles disputes between friends, family, co-workers, partners, and more. Is Machine Gun a robot? Should a grown adult tell his parents about his tattoos? Should a family be compelled to wear matching outfits on vacation?
0: Listen to Judge John Hodgman to find out the answers to these age-old disputes and more.
1: If you haven't listened to Judge John Hodgman, now is a great time to start.
0: Judge John Hodgman is available on MaximumFun.org and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Janet Farney, host of the JV Club podcast. Ah, high school. Was it a time of adventure, romance, and discovery?
1: Class of 95! We did it!
0: Or a time of angst, disappointment, and confusion? We're all tied together by four years of trauma at this place, but enjoy adulthood, I guess. The truth is, it was both. So join me on the JV Club podcast where I invite some great friends like Kristen
1: Bell, Angela Kinsey, Oscar Nunez, Neil Patrick Harris, and Keegan Michael Key to talk about high school, the good, the bad, and everything in between. My teenage mood swings are
0: getting harder to manage.
1: The JV Club. Find it on Maximum Fun.
0: Okay, so what once was lost has now been found, Teresa...
1: So let's move on to some etiquette. Okay. All right. Um, first, I think that...
0: Finders, keepers, losers, weepers. No. Okay.
1: Let's go over what to do if you've lost something.
0: Stay where you are, and then <laughs> and the item will, will find, find you. Or you can throw an identical one of it, like uh, Tom Sawyer does, and say, like, marble, find your brother. And then the marble will roll towards the marble you've lost.
1: No. Um, no. So, what you should probably do, and I, I hate to say this, but this is, this is what's going to help your, your mental faculties stay sharp. Take a breath, uh-huh. and imagine your life without it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: because you probably, I mean, not everything can have a twenty-five percent chance return rate, especially if you've lost it. Um, in a you know, in a larger metropolitan area, any kind of like public transit. give yourself a minute to just accept that it's probably gone forever.
0: Can I, okay, listen, listen, fam. It's me, Travis, as someone who has lost many things over and over and over again. Here are some good rules of thumb, no matter how convenient it is. I am strongly opposed to, like, keeping your phone and, like, wallet in the same thing, right? Like, I know that there are phone cases that have wallet stuff in them, and listen, if you want to carry that, that's fine. I'm terrified of those, Mm. because losing one or the other would be bad enough. But I remember once I was traveling with Dad, and he, uh, like, took a cab from the airport to the hotel and got out of the cab and left his phone, which was also his wallet in there,
1: yeah, and like, yikes.
0: And so and didn't like have a receipt for the cab or anything. And luckily, the cab driver found it, remembered that he had just dropped that off at that hotel and called the hotel and said like, "I have this, I will drop it off." That's because, amazing. Yeah, because otherwise like Yeah. Okay, so that's one. Two, if you are traveling, um it is good to keep a like uh, uh, a credit card or passport or something in addition to the thing you have in your wallet. Keep that in your bag because if you lose your wallet, which I have done before, and you have no other ID, it's a whole process. You can still get through it, but it's pretty hairy.
1: All of this sounds like really great advice until I think about how um, I and and a large percentage of the population carry a purse.
0: Yeah, where all true.
1: of this is, is located
0: that's true I, I
1: and I have never thought to subdivide my belongings into pockets and purse because normally my clothing doesn't have pockets
0: well um, I will say most of the times that I've lost something has been when I didn't put it back in my pocket right so like yeah. it's falling out of my pocket or I get something else out of my pocket and it falls out right mm-hmm. I don't really lose things as often in a bag or backpack or or you know satchel or purse um and i i think that i'm more talking this is like you know chickens and eggs in one basket is that it right also back up Which your just phone what a purse is. <laughs> listen
1: it's a it's a basket you carry with all your eggs in
0: yes but i'm mostly talking about traveling <laughs> okay right? like if you are traveling have some kind of backup id and back up your phone because that's the thing yeah. right now. If I lost my phone, I can replace the apps on it and cancel service to it, all of that stuff. But there are photos on there and videos of my children and of my adventures that are irreplaceable if I go mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm. Them. Mm-hmm. That's and true. that's really what it comes down to for me is when I've lost something, I really think about what in there is irreplaceable. Because it's a hassle to get, you know, cancel your credit cards and get new ones, it's a hassle to get a new ID, all of that stuff. But all of that is replaceable.
1: Yes. Agreed. So the next thing that you need to do uh, if you've lost something is locate where it would probably be returned to um, and, you know. Make friends with that place (laughs) because you're probably if it's a if it's a a number that you call, you're going to have to call several times. If it's a place that you go, you want to check you want to check right away and then later and then maybe another week later, because a lot of these things won't be turned in right after they're found. You know, you might not know where to take something if you found it right away or, um, you know, say in the case of the taxi driver. Um, maybe that's something that you would find at the end of your shift, which could be long.
0: Do you remember uh, what I would consider to be one of the best kind of uh, lost and found experiences we ever had? Um, Teresa and I—we were doing uh, my brother, my brother, and me live show in Vancouver. And we are leaving uh, and yeah. we are dropping off our rental car mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. in vancouver airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were already like we had already dropped the car off, we were already through security, everything. Mm-hmm. And then Teresa realized she didn't have her wallet. Mm-hmm. And like she you had your ID, right? So we were able to go through everything. Right. You just didn't have your wallet. And so like I'm calling the like rental car place and telling them, but I can't get down. We're like trying to figure it out. And the person who like was talking and oh and it also was the kind of thing where I couldn't get directly to them. I kept right. like, calling a phone number and it would take me to like the you know customer service line. And eventually, I was able to speak to someone down there, and they brought the wallet to us.
1: It was amazing, they, and I and it was, was always your wallet
0: and phone. It
1: was my wallet and phone. Um, and I cried a lot and was very grateful. For both you and the agent who brought it to us. Um, that's the next piece of advice is be kind. Yes. I know it's stressful when you've lost something. I know. I know. Um, but the the cooler and calmer and kinder that you can be to the people who will help you find it, uh, the better off you'll be. Um, it was so kind of them to bring that back to us, especially so that uh, you I mean, I was, I hate to say petrified, but I was i was having enough anxiety that you basically told me to just sit and stay yeah. and that you would take care of it. And it was so great that you were able to do that for me. Um, so great that the agent was able to meet you halfway so you didn't have to, like, I don't know, go out and, of security and come back in. They met and, me
0: at security, handed it through a security officer to me.
1: This wow. is, Okay, so
0: next rule... If you're going to lose something, do it in either Canada or Japan. Is what it
1: sounds like. <laughs> that's a that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Um, and then one of the other things is if you've if you've lost something, consider offering some sort of reward. Okay, not like postering about lost. Uh, we found this. And, you know, getting the reward or whatever like that. But like, if it was something important or expensive, it's, it's a nice idea to give them something. Um, and if you, if you can't give them a small token, maybe you can also offer to donate to a charity of their choice in their name. Um, and although it's never expected, um, I read about how Lizzie Post of the, uh, Of the Emily Post Institute, said that it doesn't have to be much if you have like a six sandwich is free, like punch card you can offer that if you have, um, you know, if you have any singles in your wallet if you met them at say like at that movie that you lost your keys if you happen to lose it in mine in line you could offer to buy their movie ticket yeah or something like that it doesn't have to be here's all the cash in my wallet right just the thought the gesture is what's is what's nice about that and you could even i mean if that happened to me and someone offered a a reward for me finding their wallet i would not accept it but just the offer is nice. really what makes it nice.
0: Now, we basically got in our questions for this, like, three different ones. Okay. Okay. First, <laughs> you might have heard that or not, it's our daughter going, uh, <laughs> and by which I mean our eldest daughter. Um, so if you have lost, or if someone has lost something and you have found it, mm-hmm. is it rude to have them describe it before you return it to them?
1: Um, I think that if it's something of, of value, um, and certainly if it's something where you have broadcast that yes. you've found it, that's a good way to make sure it's going to the right person.
0: Yes, I think so too. Okay, next question. When it comes to lost money, and I know we are just talking about like 50 cents and it being nice that he returned it, right? But say you find a dollar on the street. Do you keep that? Do you take that to the police here in America? Here in the US? I would say you keep it, right?
1: Um that does seem to be the consensus.
0: Up to what point though?
1: All everything that I looked at says $20. Up to $20 because that's a that's usually a single bill, right? Um usually a 5 or a 10 or a 1 that you would find. If you find a $20 bill, you need to find some place to turn that in.
0: Here's here's the context that I would give for that if it was me. Uh, if you are like in front of a store or a building or something, right, where there is, uh, as I said, context to it, like you could walk into a storefront and say, "Hey, somebody dropped some money outside." Um, you know, do, is anybody in here missing anything, any money, whatever, right? Some pla- but if I was like in the middle of a park, for example, or like an empty field and I found a $20 bill, like I don't know that I would go like take it to a police station and say someone in this city has lost $20. Yes,
1: I I do agree with this context. But um I think that it's <laughs> If we're talking about morality instead of about a situation, $20 seems to be the the expert consensus of sure. this is something that should be at, at least reported.
0: Yes, yes, that's fair. I'm saying that if I lost $20 in the middle of the fields, I consider it gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: that's the number one rule, right? If you lose something, just try to accept your life without it.
0: So the last question, this is probably the one we got the most, was some form of how long does something sit in a lost and found before you can claim it?
1: Um, well, if the lost and found is like the ones that we spoke about where they pretty much empty it out every three months, I would say three months is yeah. about is about the amount of time. Because um, sometimes those things end up going to charity. They end up going to auction. They um, uh Alex mentioned in her, her research that there's a, a lost and found in Arizona that a friend of hers purchased a, a painting from. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but ooh, if it's like a lost and found at, say, your school or your, um, your rec center or something like that, there's usually an empty out day. So after that, don't just go like, like visit uh, something that you fa- you saw in the lost and found and decide well it's been there long enough and just take it that's, that's not- why I
0: think three months Three, months, is three a good- months at that point it's just cluttering the thing you know what I mean like I remember when I worked at the Shakespeare company and I d- I'm not saying they do this anymore so if you listen to this you're like I'm mad that they did but like lost and found there ended up being a ton of umbrellas in there mm-hmm. like because people would bring umbrellas leave them right because they would stop raining or whatever and so like if there was a patron who was leaving and didn't have an umbrella because it was raining, the box office would like offer them one that had been sitting in the lost and found forever, mm-hmm. right? Because then it's like no one's using this. It's an umbrella, and you need it. Take it, right? That kind also, of
1: thing umbrellas sense. are relatively inexpensive yes. and easily replaceable. I mean, I know that um, basically once it starts raining, if you're in in New York City, they can. It seems like an umbrella turns into. <laughs> a uh, a special commodity They go from like a dollar up to five dollars up to ten dollars. Yes.
0: Uh, one more. This is a specific question, but I do think it is important. It's from at Jack again. Um, and the, the question is basically, if you find something, like, at what point do you take it to lost and found? Should you try and find the person? Should you, like in Jack's question, the, the person was trying to find the thing and then they felt bad that they had taken it to lost and found. I think Always take the thing to Lost and Found.
1: Yes, because you have no way of knowing if it was just a second that they lost it ago, just a second ago that they lost yes. it.
0: It actually makes sense to me until you clarify. <laughs> it.
1: Or if it's been hours, days, months, who yeah. knows? Um, so it, it's a good rule of thumb to always go and and return it to a Lost and Found in you know the nearest vicinity, right? Yeah. Because that's where a person who lost something would go to look for it.
0: Uh, So I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please make sure you tell a friend. Uh, Go check out all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org.
1: You can also rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes.
0: We want to say thank you to you for listening, for telling a friend. We want to say thank you to Alex, our researcher, without whom we could not make this show at this point, because we have two Tiny people in our house <laughs> who refuse to let us like read the internet as much as we used to. What else? Who else do we thank?
1: We always thank Brent Brentel Black for our writing, our theme music, which is available as a ringtone. Where those are found, we also like to thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. When we ask for questions for episodes, that's always where we ask it. So you can uh, follow us and uh, and reply to those tweets at. Schman- Schmanners cast um, also thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for our cover banner our cover photo of the Fan Run Facebook group Schmanners Fanners go ahead and join that group if you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans
0: and that's going to do it for us so join us again next week no
1: RSVP required
0: you've been listening to Schmanners Manner Schmanners get it